When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, movie trivia schmodown fans? Welcome to the only show that matters. Welcome to the schmodown rundown, the official episode of the movie trivia schmodown. My name is Brad Gilmore, but you might know me by another name. Oh my god, you're my dreamboat, for sure. You're as black as Brad. You might know me as the boat. Brad Gilmore in this bitch. And I'm always joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the man whose bulls finally look better than my rockets. When was the last time? I don't know, but Scotty Pippen sure is tripping. His name <laughs> is Frank Janet. You know, it's like it's it's we've done how many of these shows, Brad, and you, you still you just fumbled the you fumbled the. Uh, the sound I know. Effect, look, thing. It's, look. I'm not a perfect person. What yeah. song is that? I don't. I think you made it up. But I just want you to know. I think it might be Nickelback. I'm sorry. Oh, um, no. Oh, I think it might no. be. God, but but that was just. I hate it when it happens too. I hate it when it happens too. Frank Janish, we are here. Just a mere what? What's today? Tuesday. It's a couple Today's of days Tuesday. away. A, a couple days. of days away. A well, that means Thursday. A couple, a couple would be two. A few is three. A few is vague, is what a few, a few is. A few is three days. A few is three. Uh, four is some, right? Yes. A handful would be five. Mm-hmm. A handful of dozen, a handful of, or a dozen, half a dozen would be six. And then I think several would be seven. <laughs> Just because it sounds like seven? Right. And then eight, that's enough. Nine is plenty, <laughs> and ten, two fistfuls. You know what? I, I'm thoroughly impressed by you right now. <laughs> right? I th- honestly, I think about that all the time. All the time. <laughs> you know, uh, and 13, of course, is? A baker's dozen. A baker's dozen? That's right. Why was it a baker's dozen? Did we ever figure this out? Because uh, the baker would throw in uh, his, own, like, boom. Like, here's a little extra treat. His little dozen. Uh, Little tree. That's my. At least that's my own. You know. Do you know what the way the, I figured it out? You know what the. You know. By the way, Frank, I'm broadcasting live from 
from my studios and my internet is still whack. It doesn't matter where I live. It's always <laughs> going to be whack. Something in Texas, you know. Something in Texas sure as hell is right. Now, um, we're going to be joined here momentarily by the Goat Law himself. Yeah. Uh, the outlaw John Roca is going to be joining us here momentarily. Uh, but, Frank, when you come down to Texas next time, yeah. you're going to be staying in this suite. I'm already okay. telling you where a you're suite? staying. suite? It's not a suite, but it's a wow. house. No, 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 no. You. People out there, they just heard him call it a suite. I want a, I want a sweet room. And we yeah. will we will broadcast <laughs> live here from the uh, Sweet Brown Sugar Studios and um, get it done. Now, Frank, now, spect Brent. the spectacular, the spectacular is this, this is this Saturday. And normally the spectacular is reserved for what? Only either a tournament final or a championship match, right? Spectacular, yeah, have all or, been tournament or match. Or, uh, right, 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 right. Championship matches. So back in the day, we would get number one contender matches in there as well. We had a few of those, but yeah, the manager bowls or commissioner bowls. Um, but usually it's just reserved for title matches. But that's there's an addendum to this year's Spectacular, Brad. There is an addendum, and this this – contest this match is different from anything that we've seen before at the spectacular and i'm sure it's going to be something that we will always remember uh it is going to be the final appearance in the movie trivia schmodown from one of the foundational players one of the rushmore faces uh this person is about to go out similar to that of the undertaker in the boneyard match at wrestlemania <laughs> he's gonna have his one last ride and we are excited to welcome him to the program right now you know him you love him or you hate to love him his name is the outlaw john roca john roca is here look at hello him. what's up everybody a, a tip of the hat to what's you, my going friend. on that's john right. put me in the middle damn it put that's me right that's right <laughs> how are you the one the one who loves me that's this this way and the one who hates to love me, that's this one. That's, right. <laughs> that's, that's right. that one. Yes. <laughs> Just depends on the uh, day of the week, John. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Depends on what you're tweeting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how's it going, everybody? Here I am. Oh, well, it's good. I'm going to take the hat off because, I mean, it's Whoa. not even fitting in the frame. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I'm I, mean, I mean, it's there. It's there. But we know it. Even if you're not wearing it, we picture you with it on anyway. That's right. Let's talk. That's how. And look at that. Even a switch of the glasses. Oh man! Look at the whole this wardrobe is, change. This is Clark Kent right now. You're Clark Kent. Let's go. <laughs> what's well, going John, on, gentlemen? John, look. What's going on is, is you. You. You've obviously. Here's the thing. This is the biggest spectacular of all time. The Globe Theater. We're gonna have hundreds of thousands of millions of people watching this thing. Hopefully. The millions. <laughs> the millions. <And> millions. <laughs> Of the Roka's fans are oh, gonna yeah. be are gonna be watching this thing. And the thing is, it's just incredible to me that the last spectacular we had in person, right? Mm. Uh, was in LA. Right. And the storyline going into the weekend was yeah. are we going to see John Roca? Right? You you were ill. You and Dan had a, a had a match to defend the championships. We weren't mm -hmm. sure. And then you had this iconic entrance which I believe I voted for entrance of the year. And did it win entrance of the year? It did win entrance yeah. of the yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Much yeah. to William yeah. Bibiani's chagrin. My friend well, yes. chagrin. Yeah. But it had it. You had this great entrance in the spectacular and you were the talk of the show, right? Before, during, and after. And now 
going into this Saturday, we have some of the biggest matches in the history of the event. And somehow <laughs> you find a way to be the talk going in to oh. this spectacular. How do you feel just five days away or four days, whatever it is, yeah. um, from this here event? Yeah, don't tell Kalinowski. I know he's upset about it. He likes to be the talk <laughs> of the town. And I appreciate that. It's my brother and I. We walk the same path. I, I'm I'm excited. I'm actually getting a little like, uh, you know, a little bittersweet, to be honest with you. It started to hit me over the last couple. You know, training for Dan Merle is like Mr. T training down and, you know, with the taking the rope pull ups off the off the uh, wooden beam. You've got to go into a deep place to, to see if you can hang with Dan Merle. And so I've been focused on that. And now that I've started to climb out of it a little bit, getting more of a refresher kind of studying this week. Um, I've let the emotions of it kind of hit me a little bit and kind of uh, realize, yeah, I'm I'm really walking away. I know there's a lot of people like, oh, he's not going to retire. Oh, he's, you know, even Matt Nost was surprised when I told him on top 10 <laughs> that it's really happening. He thought I'd be doing it till you pried it from my cold, dead hands. But, you know, you, you I've done everything I can possibly do in this business. Um, and I've come kind of hit that wall where I'm like, you know what? It's time to step aside and let the young ones come through and seeing the young ones that we're going to have, that we're going to share the stage with throughout this event. It's been incredible. This is one of the greatest influx of talent that we've gotten in, uh, in the Schmodown uh, for many seasons. And gentlemen, if you remember the last time I was on, what did I tell you about the Finstock exchange and the dossier, right? <laughs> it's, it seems a long time ago since Frank was flipping through papers going, I don't know who the hell these people are. You <laughs> fucking know all their names now, don't you, Frank? <laughs> we are 10-point lead going into Spectacular wow. with a possible faction title on the horizon. There's a possibility that Griffin Newman is double belted, the first rookie ever. Yeah. He would lock up player of the year, rookie player, rookie of the year, team Everything, of the year, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe even uh, um, what do you call singles player of the year as well. Yeah. And if I can pull off the the miracle of beating Dan Merle, that would be a great way to end the whole night as a Finstock Exchange celebration night. But we shall see. We shall see. Man, incredible. Incredible. There's so many stories going into Saturday night. And I, and I know, Frank, we're, we want to kind of talk a little bit through your whole Schmodown career here on the rundown. You know, you're 16 and 12, I believe, uh, in singles, singles yeah. 18 and 11 uh, in teams. Such a winning record when you when you put it all together. Um, just incredible. Incredible. 34 victories uh, yeah. to your name between singles and teams. It's just unimaginable. Uh, what you've been able to accomplish, Frank? I know you have so much to uh, to talk to John yeah. about. I'm gonna throw it to, well, to throw it to you because you know John was one of the very first, if not the first, uh, guest we ever had on the rundown. Mm, yeah, right. and uh, you know that's way, <laughs> John. That was six years ago. Yeah, um, which is incredible. When we weren't even on videos, just recording over, I think Google Hangouts or whatever it was. And yeah. now six years later. Um, you, you've decided to to hang it up, but hmm. you know along the way you've had incredible moments, um, historical moments, legendary moments, uh, stuff that will live on forever. I mean, John, like right off the bat though, right off the bat hmm. when the show moved to Collider, it's year season three, two thousand sixteen, yeah. and you have that that first match with Scott Mance. It's the yeah. Bestman thing. You know that really that follows you for quite a while. Um, I think until oh. you won the until you won the title off of Dan, um, but looking back on it now, how how do you look 
back on that that t- that frame of time the whole bestman and, and working your way up through to get the belt yeah i mean that seems almost like another person do you know what i'm saying there was such a hunger in 2016 to prove that I belonged, to prove that I could do the things that I said I could do. And um, there was a real joy to the playing uh, combined with the nerves and the fear that uh, we had. And it was a lot of fun. We all knew each other. We all kind of had that kind of professional ego and professional desire to win. Um, And it was a blast, but it was also that hunger, you know, and I've tried to recapture that hunger almost every year playing the game but you get older you get softer you just kind of see other things going on in your life and it's, it's hard to recapture that but i will always look fondly on 2016 and yeah the bestman thing and i love how you're speaking about it in the past when there's still fans who hold on to that shit <laughs> and come after me for it because of uh because they need something to needle me for because they're running out of anything to give me crap about um, and so in the end, that's kind of um, how I see 2016 and that match with Mance, who's become one of my dear friends uh, in life, you know, and uh, I love that man to pieces and to see the wars that we had. A lot of people thought it would be Mance to end yeah. the trilogy <laughs> in Spectacular. And I love Scotty, but at this point, I think I'm better than Scott Mance by yeah. a mile. So, <laughs> Dan, Merle is, Dan yeah. Merle is really one of the few people in my league that I could play for this final match. So uh, as much as people would have loved it to be Mance, it's going to have to wait for maybe the retirement home or something. <laughs> the <laughs> retirement home. <laughs> you know, Christian. The Pro-Am the retirement pro-am tour. Yeah, the yeah. Pro-Am. <laughs> I'll be like Lee Torino with this big gun right, hanging right, over right. my golf pants. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, um, we, we obviously we have to talk about Dan Merle going to be your opponent this Saturday live on uh, Movie Trish Mode on Spectacular. Make sure you go ahead and um, and uh, buy your ticket if you haven't. If you aren't going to be there in person, you have to watch it as it happens. You do not want this event spoiled for you. You do not want to be the person who didn't watch it live and have to find out the results on Twitter or have Frank tell you in the direct messages, which he's done to me one too many times. Um, but let, let's talk, though, about what you just said with Scott Mance in that Collider era because Travis Fishburne, the FCL champion right here, said Roka versus Mance was my intro to the Schmodown. Can't wait to see this match on Saturday. You were so many people's introduction to the movie mm. trivia Schmodown. Yeah. For me, you were the first guy I ever saw, and I remember mm. reaching out to you very early on. Uh, Frank, I believe yeah. you brought kind of Frank into the league uh, yeah. as well. Yeah. You're the reason the two of us are really sitting here. So <laughs> when did it click for you? When did it click for you? Um, of what Christian was building, and did you feel as though you were the right guy to bring the schmodown and to bring the personality that would create a great schmodown player? Did you feel like you were that guy? I think everything happens in stages, right? I knew I was. I knew something would click when Christian called me that day. We had that extended conversation about what he wanted and what I could bring to the character of being a heel and how I was willing to take the hits and the slings and arrows in order to make that happen from the competitors, from the fans, all of it. You know, people forget how much crap I used to take the first year or two I was in the league. All these people complaining about a couple of months of getting comments on a YouTube video. Give me a break. I was taking it on every match. But And then as, as I went through the tournament, that's when it really started to click, when I started to beat these people like Riley and Christian, the, the blindfold situation yeah. and, you know, losing to Ellis really sucked, but getting to come back and beat Riley and then beat Dan. Those are those moments where it really clicked, but it fully came to fruition in the first live match against JTE. 
that was when I understood the power of the Schmodown and the power of the fandom. You know, when you're behind a computer or seeing comments, it's great when they're complimentary or it's tough when they're they're hard on you. But being in a crowd, sensing that vibe, uh, riding that electricity in a crowd, it means the world to me. And that's when I realized, God, this is something otherworldly. And all these people who had kind of said, oh, it's just movie trivia or why are you making such a big deal about movie trivia? Look at these people here in the north in the, in North Hollywood who came out, spent their money and are cheering their faces off. And then remember the five horsemen moment. My yeah. God, I still oh, think man. that's the that's the number one moment ever because of the people involved at the time and the reactions. Hell, late to the party is almost at a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. They did yeah. a reaction video to that and put it up on their YouTube channel. So it's like it it meant a lot to to be able to be part of so many great moments. But those were the three moments where it clicked, to be honest with you, in progression. It was that. It was the and then it was the live JTs where it all came together. That live match with JT was it was it ever hard to kind of see a time when it would click? Whenever you know you talk about getting all these comments and you know you're mm. going through it, is it was it ever hard to be like, you know, I'm just trying to have fun on the show, but I'm getting a lot of this external stuff that's kind mm. of hard to push oh. away because it's been you know you know it's been mm -hmm. persistent for yeah. you know a couple of seasons. Was it ever hard to be like, I don't know if this is really worth it, but it's gonna be cool, but like. All right, well, like, am I still going to yeah. get these comments? Is that ever, did that early on affect you in terms of the route that you were taking? Oh, sure. I think um, I, I think there's two things to separate here. Did I ever believe that it wasn't ever going to be successful? No, I, I I was in from day one and fully committed. And I think Krishna will tell you, fully committed in believing in it and believing it would be successful. I just had a feeling. You know, I'm a person who rides things organically like i just i sense i'm not a uh you know a, what do you call this like i'm not a math guy i'm not a statistics guy i'm a feel guy and mm -hmm. i knew immediately almost immediately that if this thing broke a certain way it was going to be successful and i know with christian harloff leading the way it would be successful because he rarely fails at things he tries and so i was like okay this would be fine now were there times where I felt like it was too much and it was overwhelming for me and I wasn't sure if I was going to keep going? Yes, absolutely. Especially those first two years, especially because some of these uh, fans and some of these players didn't understand what I was doing. You know, even now, my brother Dan Murrow, who I'm going to fight the, to the death on Saturday night, even now, even recently, he said, you know, some of these comments, some of these promos, some of these approaches, it's not in their natural um character it's not their natural way they don't gravitate to it and sometimes for a guy like me who is who eats sleeps and breeds wrestling pro wrestling i sometimes forget that there are other people who can't do it who don't necessarily uh connect to the performer side of things as easily and don't have such a wide berth to do promos like gilmore do you think we'd ever get away with an mjf cm punk promo off? Oh, no. i mean it would be me maybe <laughs> against jay washington maybe but really, no one else has been able to do that with all the all the uh, restrictions off and go into those personal shots and not take them personally. 
I would love to have one promo off with somebody one day if I ever come back to the Schmodown to have that kind of no-holds-barred back and forth that would dr drive the crowd insane. It would be awesome. But, yeah, there were times, Frank, some of the personal comments, there were some racist comments, there were some comments at my weight, there were some comments about my face, comments about who I am as a person. There were people who said, I'm not going to watch Collider stuff because he's a, I don't like him as a heel and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you had to endure all of that um as you built it and uh, i can i'm a very private person sometimes and uh, i think i can be quite aloof when i shut down and i think some of the competitors um had trouble with that when i was first becoming a heel and thought that that a piece of me was really that person and so that caused some problems for sure but you know you keep going i mean it's one of the great wrestling stories i remember is jesse ventura talking about how after a show one night someone tried to stab him because yes. of something he said in the you know in a promo yeah. that night, <laughs> like someone wanted yeah. to stab him, and he was like, "Hey man, that's great heat. I'm getting over here. I'm doing something <laughs> hey, right. Somebody yeah. trying to stab me, or you know, uh, or or what have you." But yeah, I mean that, and to me that was the reason why you brought me into it as a fan. Mm. Is saying because I didn't really care about movie trivia at all, really yeah. at all. I wasn't even in the movie space, as people call it, or anything like that. I just yeah. saw this guy, and I was like, "Oh." This guy is reminds me of a wrestler. Like he, mm. you know, the character, the gimmick, the 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 the, yeah. the one-liners, the the promos, yeah. the the swagger, right? The blindfold. Yeah. You know what? Like what? Like just these moments. It, I felt like you thought in moments, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Is like what would make a moment out of this? Yeah. And that's what drew me in. And, and yeah, sometimes it's very hard to do that. But let me ask you, your passion for the game itself mm. is second to none. Um, and I think any of us who've gotten to spend time around you during a match time can see <laughs> the the space that yeah. you get into from a mental perspective, right? Yeah. And how how much you amp yourself up and how how ready you are to go and do it. When did the game itself become important to you? Oh, wow. Good question. Um, I think, as I said earlier, when I started to win through the tournament, that's when it started to take on a whole nother level of importance for me and becoming kind of a standard bearer for it. And, uh, you know, I've defended the game pretty fiercely in the past and I've made my comments and I've been honest about my comments and my opinions on certain things. When people have come in to try to change the game to fit their needs or try to mess with the game because they can't win in the way it's constructed. And I had my issues with that. It doesn't mean changes to the game weren't needed. And certainly every season, there have been some really damn good changes to the game that have made it even better and harder and more interesting and unique. And I think those are all great. But I've always felt that I had a connection to the game, but it became important to me during 2016 as I saw my numbers of followers rise and as I saw my clout rise within the space itself and parlaying that into a full-time job to a degree with Collider, all of that kind of came together and I realized how important the game was to me and to my life. And um, that's something my girlfriend had to really kind of understand. And she didn't get it till she came to the live event where I where we played our first tag match, Dan and I against um against uh, uh Wait, Winston, and, yeah, Winston, Winston and, and Stacey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was when my girlfriend was there. She was like, Oh my God. And I was like, Yeah, <laughs> this is why I prepare this way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, let's I, I want to get into, you know, you talked about the the horseman reveal, but there was mm. iterations of the horseman, you know, when it started off. <laughs> there was, was a like, couple. There was a couple. <laughs> um, 
I kind of want to like go a little yeah. bit behind the curtain if 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 we can and just talk about, you know, what is it like when when you're in whatever iteration you want to, you know, go into or all of them, what's it yeah. like in terms of all right, how is this going to work as as a faction because we have factions now that that operate yeah. completely different than when they were <sighs> first introduced yeah. uh, back in 20 end of 2016, 2017, start of 2017. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um what was it like trying to figure out how to like how was just a group of us together? What does that mean? You know, what was yeah. I guess your your take on how it might operate in that in that time uh, when you were putting together with Bibbs and you had Rob mm. Burnett and you had Matt Nose, obviously. Yeah. Um, what was that like to be like, hey, we're we're taking something from the wrestling world or yeah. these factions and now infusing it into the Schmodown? What was that you know process like? You know, there are things you remember in life. And I remember Christian Harloff pulling me into his office and he said, I want to do this. I'm going to do this. And I, he said, Four Horsemen. And I was like, he's like, do you like, do you want to? I was like, because I initially, you know, I'm an NWO guy, but it, it didn't seem to make sense to do that. That's what corruption essentially became. So he was like, well, what about the Four Horsemen? And I was like, well, damn, that's a legacy, man. That's a legacy. And uh, one of my really good friends who I used to host a wrestling show with, that's one of the first things I did in the sphere. He's his production company was called the Four Horsemen Production Company. So oh, wow. like that that has been a part of my <laughs> legacy since I was a, a teenager, to be honest with you, a connection to that legacy since I was a teenager. So when he said Four Horsemen, I'm like, OK, but we've got to pick the right people. And Christian, because he was kind of like the standard bearer and the guide uh, at yeah. the beginning there, I let him, you know, kind of say, OK, what about Bibiani? Sure. Great. Sounds good. The Beast. Perfect. What about Burnett? Great. We have an IG guy that works totally. And so it, it was it was a nice initial iteration. I think it died when we rode out in those stupid horses. No offense to Bibbs, who's, <laughs> yeah. whose idea was, I love Bibiani now. Yeah, We're yeah, good yeah. friends now. I love him yeah. to pieces. But that was a dumb moment for us. <laughs> and I think it led to the it led to the destruction of the four horsemen. Not that Bibiani is responsible. I just think that situation yeah. kind of didn't work it out. So when he pitched it to me again, I said to him, I want the best. And if we're going to do it <laughs> yeah. and you want me to be a part of it, it's got to be the best. And we got to blow them away. And there was a lot of negotiation behind the scenes with Riley and with uh, with uh, Jason Inman and mm -hmm. with uh, with who gets forgotten sometimes yeah, and yeah, with, yeah. With, with Dan. It was, it was a lot of conversations to make sure we could make that happen and put it together. Um, and I was very proud of that reveal. And unfortunately, Jason, well, not fortunately for us but fortunately for jason yeah, he yeah. got a uh, incredible job and couldn't stay in the horseman even though he had begged to be part of a fact i mean jason people don't know this jason was desperate to be part of a faction was excited when he was going to be selected for the horseman he's like you got because we were ready to support each other live or die through that whole year the whole season uh no matter what and we really developed a strong camaraderie for the people that did stick around because of that but jason sadly couldn't but he he would have been a great piece of the puzzle we would yeah. have added even more to the legacy of the that horseman reveal but that's that's a, a, a my favorite iteration of the horseman faction wise this year is my favorite faction wow yeah favorite group of people i ever been around i mean i'm gonna get emotional talking about it just seeing how we've all come together how we how uh you know when tom and i came up with this idea and i pitched craig i mean craig uh, put it up somewhere or emailed us a, a couple of few days ago saying that this is the the one year anniversary of roca reaching out to me and texting me and telling uh -huh. me not to leave to stay that we have the possibility of creating something great here uh and craig did all the research ran it ran it by us we interviewed the people 
and made our selections. And there was me, JTE, Craig, and Finstock all in the war room picking out the players. And everybody had an equal say. Everybody, and you know, Tom made the final decisions, but we all had equal say. And there was a lot of battling on certain things. But I think the people that fell to us were the right people to fall to us. And uh, it, it's been incredible to see it all play out the way it's played out and they've been so supportive of each other training each other managing each other you know and they've been very kind to me you know when i've kind of been moving away from the game they've been incredible so i got nothing but love for every member of the finstock exchange this year no egos no <laughs> hiding study sheets because you're afraid you're going to play that person uh -oh. later. Uh -oh. I, th uh -oh. I think everyone knows who the fuck i'm talking about and oh, every, whoa, whoa, you know whoa. and everybody everybody you know we were all we we're all sharing information we're all sharing because yeah. we all win and even when griffin was playing barbarian we were just happy that that was happening we yeah. were just yeah. happy as a yeah. faction and nobody chose sides we just whoever won won and we were going to support that person. And so it's been great. And seeing them blossom and grow um, has been a blast, you know, so much so. I, I kind of want to go. Go ahead. I kind of want to go back a little bit and, yeah, and kind yeah. of talk about, because I mean, you've had some, some really interesting, memorable, and, and fun rivalries. Um, mm. I mean, you know, we can talk about the man's one. That's a lot of fun. But, yeah. you know, you have this one with the team action guys. There's corruption. There's the mm. Patriots. Um, am I forgetting anybody else out there, John? Is there anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> um, when you, when well, you look... Merle and I have had our best. I mean, Merle, obviously, you yeah, and Merle, sure. obviously, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Um, when when you look back on those rivalries, how, yeah. how do you look at them now? Because I think oh. at times very contentious with you know those groups mm. of people at, at specific times. And then, look, yeah. you teamed up with JTE this year. You God know, and so who saw that coming? <laughs> right. So I'm curious, how, how do you look back on those rivalries and, 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 you know, what do you think it adds to your legacy in the Schmodown? Well, I mean, the Patriots rivalry, I tell you right now, I wish I could play them now. I wish I, I you know, I wish I could play them one on two now. I just I would love to have a <laughs> shot at those guys one more time maybe i'm retiring singles but not retiring tag team maybe i'll bring nose back next season oh and we'll like like a like a i don't know like those tennis doubles teams sure sure and, <laughs> and play play the patriots but you know those guys it, it, it you know i've come to respect jeff very much uh, as a person uh, working with him at collider i got to know him as a human being and he's a guy that suffered some slings and arrows and some sure. self-imposed some <laughs> sure. not so self-imposed but I've gotten to know the man and I love the man and JT as well. I'm telling you what this JT is what Bill Simmons calls an irrational confidence guy. Yes, <laughs> JTE, yes. I'm telling you, I've never played so great. with a, great. with a partner who a hundred percent believes they're going to win. Like I've every never time. played with that every time Matt, Matt didn't study enough to really care about the game as deeply as he, sh as it would have been nice for him to do. So Dan is always, cause there's such pressure on Dan for him yeah. to perform because everybody wants to, wants to like be shocked when he loses. So Dan carries extra weight into matches that nobody, maybe aside from me really understands what that pressure is like. And so, um, so for him, it's always a, a, the mindset, the thought process, the questioning, the wondering, and then he gets right. And then he gets, and he locks in like against corruption. They were never going to beat us that night though. We were yeah. both so goddamn locked in. They were, they were never going to get us uh, that night. But, um, but when you look at the, the, that whole process here, that's, that's the way it, it goes down for me. And I think of JTE being one of these guys, 
I have loved every second of playing with JTE this year. Even when we lost to, to Dan and Ben, which really sucked. Even when we lost to final exam, when he didn't put that frozen two, if he had answered frozen two, we win that mm. match. And who knows what happens from there. I, I think we're one of the greatest uncrowned tag teams ever. We would have absolutely won those belts eventually. Um, and I, I, I just, his confidence helped me to calm down in matches and us playing with each other, doing a little dances. Like he brought back a love for tag team playing that I hadn't had in quite some time. As much as I love playing with Dan, we're both such basket cases before matches because we carry more pressure in than anyone else. It almost wasn't fun sometimes uh, and nothing against Dan. It just wasn't fun sometimes because yeah. of the pressure. But with JTE, it was like loosey goosey. We got this. We're going to be fine. Um, and, uh, so that's how, that's how I look at the, that rivalry overall, the action army, uh, the action guys, uh, you know, I, I prefer not to talk about that. I don't want to waste my breath on that, but the other stuff with, um, with Mance, I've loved the rivalry with Mance and with Dan. I mean, Dan has always been, I have a winning record against Dan Merle in tag teams and singles, it's which true. is kind of crazy to think about. And so we'll see if I add to it or don't on Saturday, uh, but it's been a blast. Bibiani. I mean, for a while there, we were, oh, Bibiani. Bibiani. Yeah. Yes. Oh you my know, God. I'm I mean, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was, Ooh, that was that real. Was, that was real because that was the Sean and Brett kind of thing, <laughs> right? No, well, I no, 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Frank. John, you're going to know this. You know, that yeah. special that Sean and Brett did when they sat mm -hmm. down with Jim Ross and they talked yes. about everything. A very that's awkward what, special. Yeah. That's what y'all's collider live appearance reminded me of. Of yeah. when you you were sitting there with Christian and he was trying to like kind of bring all this together to sell an angle oh, yeah. and yeah. it was just it was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? it's incredible. It, oh, it was real. That's for sure. I mean, uh, I think uh, I, the thing is when Bibbs first started, you know, Bibbs would laugh at questions, would scoff mm -hmm. at questions. So that I took offense to that. Like, right, instead of seeing the better nature angels of uh, Bibiani's nature, I chose to see that as a insult to the game and so that immediately made me a person who was against him and angry at him even when we were teammates on the on the four horsemen i was frustrated by some of his behavior um and that bred a real dissent and then bibiani would be upset at me about certain things as well and didn't like how i was doing certain things because of the character work i mean bibs took a long time to really kind of understand mm -hmm. the character yeah. work and 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 he would take things personally he's a sensitive guy god love him i think that's one of the great things about him but he would take the stuff personally so it would cause issues because then i would stay to take stuff personally and that led to that moment in the on collider live when we legitimately put our oh dirty laundry out there on the wire for people to see i gotta go back and watch that again no dude please yeah. and i just rewatched our match and i tweeted it bibs i was like i'd love to rewatch this match and oh i did fair, see that yeah, yeah yeah and to be fair the match i lost against him in the singles tournament just to balance things out i would love to do a rewatch with both of us kind of uh, putting commentary on it, what we were thinking. But I remember for that match against Bibbs, I was so dialed in because I had to beat him. I had yeah. to beat him. And when he tried that that singing bullcrap, which someone had tipped oh, me off to, yes. thank God. Yes, that's right. I immediately brought my headphones out, which I'd never done before. and put them on, rather. I'd never done that before at any match. And coming out with that, I put them on immediately, the noise canceling, and I walked away from him. Because I'm like, I'm not going to be part of your anything. Yeah. We're here to play, son. You go play you know, games someplace else. This is a match. And so I, I remember yeah. that but too, because I, I also remember that, you know, Bibbs wasn't too pleased that you had heard about it because I think uh, he figured yes, he that wasn't. would give him a little bit of an edge. And, and then, and you had heard about it. I don't know who told you, yeah. but, uh, um, oh, I'm never telling you told me. Yeah. 
even, <laughs> He's man. gonna take it to the grave. Yeah. To the Not grave. Oh, take, oh, I'll take that. Nope, I'll take that to That's the incredible. grave. Are you kidding? I love. That. I'm never gonna tell you if I killed Hoffa. I'm taking that to the grave. <laughs> yeah. So right. That was and and so but that but you know there was a lot of coldness between us. But I think me winning that match and congratulating him as a champion. Putting that bad blood aside, uh, Bibbs, over the last two or three years, me and him have become friends. And I have been on his shows. He's been on my shows. And yeah. I've grown to really respect him. And I've seen him. I've seen the game humble him. And I've seen fans humble him. And I've seen players humble him. And, uh, and, and, and I think that's been essential to Bibbs' progression and growth in the league. And ironically, this is how Bibbs has become one of the most beloved players in the league now because there's been a a uh, sympathy for him when he's taken the hard hits at, at times and the surprising losses. Um, so now that he's been such a great tag team champion, I think people are really appreciating what, how great of a player he's been and how much he's endured. And, you know, I, I'm very honored to call him a friend now after all the hell we've been through together. Yeah. And real quick, just to kind of put a cap on this Bibiani stuff mm. or, or period, because right now, you know, I mean, John, you've played against legendary teams, Patriots, corruption. You've been part yeah. of founding fathers, um, you've played other incredible teams, and yeah. when you look at Shazam, I mean, from someone who plays the game, yeah, who's really involved with it, and where where do you place Shazam? You know, they have the most wins of mm -hmm. all time in the team's division. They're twelve and two with four knockouts to their name. It's incredible. Um, yeah. You know, they've won more than the Patriots, the Shire Wolves, Corruption, mm -hmm. um, you name it, right? How do you look at them and and their legacy as as um, a legend of this of this game? Well, I think it's a, it's still a little too early, I think, to fully grasp what they're doing because you just you're just watching the formation of the possible new Patriots. That's what you're you're watching. Mac Jones becoming the new Tom Brady here in this with this team here. Remember. We're one of those people that hung one of those two, one of those uh, ones of one That's of right. those L's on their on their record, Dan and I, and that was when they were still kind of figuring it out. There is such a hunger in in Meyer that it has, has awoken the hunger again in Bibbs, and they play off each other so well. I bet they study all the time together, and they kind of walk each other through uh, matches. And don't discount the coy part of the equation as well, which I think is really essential to what they're able to accomplish together as a trio. And so what I've seen has been some of the greatest tag team play I've ever seen. And people are now finally starting to give them their due and give them their flowers. And uh, yeah, maybe there is a future greatest tag teams ever tournament where that Christian puts mm. together that where we all kind of play each other. I'll be goddamn if I'm not in that tournament <laughs> where we all play each other yeah. uh, and, uh, and go toe to toe. I mean, who wouldn't want to see the reformation of the Patriots, see the reformation of uh, Rachel and uh, Clark coming back to oh. Shire Wolves, mm. seeing, uh, you know, me and Dan coming together, seeing um, you and Matt, uh, me and Dan and seeing Shazam <laughs> uh, coming together. I love Matt, but no, but yeah, Shazam. Yeah, yeah. And then, and you know, maybe even a wild card to give maybe the action army and a wild sure. card could be a lot of fun and corruption. Of course, I don't want Callan else yeah. texting me after this, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, I think there are similarities to corruption with Brendan mm -hmm. Meyer and, uh, and Bibbs. Like sure. there's one, there's one slightly stronger player, but the other player is so essential to balance out that other player. So it's, uh, it's been a joy to watch them for sure. It's yeah. They, be, they've been that's awesome. also going to be kind of nice that you did hang one of their two L's on them. It yeah. is nice. It's nice <laughs> to walk away with. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're gonna need we're gonna need to get to the match on Saturday here in just yeah, a yeah. second. But I I, would, I did want to ask you this: 
is um, going back and looking at some of your live events. Obviously, one that was special to me was the live event in Houston. Um, but how, how cool was it for you being the wrestling fans? First thing in the space, being a wrestling podcast. And then there you are yeah. in Booker T's arena uh, involved in an angle with him inside of a square circle. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, there are certain things in life that you are just you have to pinch yourself. And having, first of all, the first time Booker T did a promo mentioned my name, I replayed that promo probably for an hour one day, just played it over and over just to hear him say my name. I never saw it. I never thought I'd hear John Roca. I never thought I'd hear that come out of Booker T's mouth. Uh, and it just meant so much to me. So to meet him, to meet the energy of Booker T uh, was so emotional for me and so moving for me because he's a guy I've respected in the business, his story of what he's accomplished and seeing him be so successful there in Houston to have him be a part of one of these events just meant the world to be the person who is kind of there with Dan to compete in that event meant so much to me. So just the whole energy of that live event down there in Houston. Um, I can't thank that city enough for how they treated us. And I can't thank uh, uh, Brad and, and Booker T for how they kind of opened their doors to us to let us play and have some fun down there. So yeah, and nothing but nothing but love for Houston and for that experience for sure. And for the great Booker T. That was a fun one, man. That was fun. That, that was, was fun. It was. Um, this Saturday, damn Merle, hmm. was was this the only answer? Was this the only option? Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean it kind of sounds like it. Well, it, it does sound I mean, like it, but because you know when 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 Kurt Angle was retiring, it was like everyone thought it was gonna be John Cena. It made so much sense, and then it's Baron Court. Oh, right. right? When, yeah. when when we hear that there's a rumored last match for Roca, everyone's wanting it to be Dan Merle. Like it makes the most yeah. sense. Um, this was the only guy, right? Yeah. To be honest yeah. with you, unless they unless they drag Rachel Cushing out of retirement, this was the only guy. Wow. I've never mm -hmm. played Rachel. And uh, remember, I was one letter oh, away wow. from playing Rachel yeah. in that tournament years ago because Sam beat me with that Heady Headley bullshit, which we totally passed <laughs> now, which would totally be okay <laughs> oh, now. Man. Oh, Benefit oh, of the doubt Benefit now. Benefit of the doubt, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, I think uh, there were a lot of possibilities that were floating around. Um, just to give you a little behind the scenes, there was rumors about Jericho, um, which would have been great to do a promo off with Jericho in my final match there you go. on stage. Are you wow. kidding me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brad. I, I might have fainted before the end of my promo. <laughs> right, man. Wow. Oh, dude. But like <laughs> it was it was uh, the way things worked out. Listen, I wasn't cheering against Dan losing in the tournament at all. I was like, if he goes all the way, great. We'll just figure it out from there. But when he when he lost to Janine, which was a little bit of a surprise, nothing against Janine, just a little bit of a surprise. Sure, um, sure. Then the door opened up, and as the door opened up, Dan and I had to do a little bit of um, con uh, conversation to kind of see if this was really the next step we wanted to take together in our uh, relationship, and our friendship, and in our comp competitive um, uh, pursuits. So that's when it when the door opened. I felt like okay, yeah, I am. It is time to go. If things worked out to be able to play him in my last match, then it's even more of a sign that it's time to hang it up, hang the cowboy hat up and, and roll on down the road. So for me, it was great. And there were, no, like I said, there were a number of, Snyder was, Ethan was a possibility who I've never beaten one-on-one. -on -one. Like all these possibilities were out there. Even the repeat of JTE would have been interesting for a final, you know, kind of yeah. bookending yeah. a live event type of thing. But uh, when Dan became the possibility, I, I really wanted that to happen.
for I sure. I want to uh, point out one Mark Andrico is in the chat right now, and he no! comes in. Roka playing Jericho would be incredibly lopsided. <laughs> but entertaining. Entertaining yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. True. The great true. Mark Andrico. I love Mark Andrico. Um, uh, how important I, is it for you to win on Saturday? <sighs> I haven't even thought about that. So yeah. I haven't even thought about the importance of it. Um, I think what's more important is that we put on a great show for the fans. You know, mm -hmm. that's something, you know, Michael Jordan, you guys know Michael Jordan, you're from Chicago, Frank, Brad, you know, you a studier of the NBA, you know, the history of the NBA. Jordan said, I never wanted to take a night off because I never know who was buying the ticket right. and who's going to show up. And I wanted to give them the best I got. So like at Spectacular, which you talked about earlier, Brad, two years ago, climbed out of that hospital bed. Finstock snuck me out of that hospital so I can get in that car and get over there and fight that match. I said to Mark Ellis, and one of my uh, uh, patrons reminded me of this, Kirby French. I said, I'm, I don't know what I got, but I'm going to give you all that I got, and we'll see what I got when this is all over. And that's what's going to happen on Saturday night. I'm going to give you everything I got, whether I'm the last man standing in that battle between us, we'll see. But you're gonna get, uh, you're gonna get the outlaw, and you're gonna get everything I can possibly do to give you all a great show. I hope we have a great competitive match. If I get TKO'd, well, that's the game. If he gets TKO'd, that's the game. But uh, I'm I'm hoping that we deliver a fantastic show because I pride myself on people getting their money's worth at every live event that I've been a part of, and so I hope that it happens as well on Saturday night. And I know they will from the other matches, but I'm hoping selfishly we do as well. Dan Merle, obviously, has always been called the GOAT. Yeah. Right? Um, you've taken on this moniker of the GOAT law. Mm -hmm. um, if you retire with a winning record, which you currently already have, yeah, yeah. on the greatest of all time, how are you not then considered the greatest of all time? Yeah, wow. it's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if somebody I mean, has a winning record on Ali, it's kind of like, well, you know, I mean, maybe they're the greatest. Uh-oh, uh -oh, here we go. You know, you bring up an interesting question, Brad Gilmore, and I think it's a valid question to ask because you're right. This is something that is important to me. They talk about the GOATs, and it's always Dan Merle, Dan Merle, Dan Merle. Well... I've brought so much to this game, giving you memorable moments for you, both good and bad at my expense and also at my credit. I have done everything you can do in this game, including having a winning record against Dan Merle, including taking Dan Merle to the only tag team title he's ever had was with me. I've taken two separate teams to tag team titles. I've beaten two of the greatest at the top of their game. Dan Merle was undefeated. Bibiani was the beast at the time and seemed unbeatable. I beat them both for belts. And I've hung L's on so many different great players in this league through seven seasons, and I never retired once to take a break or to, to relax or whatever. Ooh. I kept going all the way through. I carried it on my back when no one else wanted to carry it on their back, when they were all dropping like flies because they couldn't handle the pressure. It was the outlaw. It was the goat law who was always there to bring it up and, and, and keep it going and keep the league going, it was me. So, yes, 
great. He's won belts. He made it, you know, he, he kind of went at me on that interview with Christian Harloff, how he's been up and down the mountain five times and all of that nonsense. Well, I've been up and down the mountains as well, brother. And I've had to fight and scratch and claw for everything I've gotten in this league. And that's who I am. I'm a blue collar boy. I bring the lunch pail to this ranch to show you what the hell is going on. So I am ready to take on Dan Merle. I want to take out Dan Merle. And I want to ride off into the sunset with the GOAT championship around my waist or on my shoulder. You know, you said something earlier, Brad Gilmore and Frank. You said, oh, this place is only reserved for championships usually. Well, there is a championship happening on Saturday, and that's between Dan and I once and for all. The one and two, or the one and one A, going at it once and for all for the final bragging rights, because I'm never playing him again, and the belt. <laughs> uh, and if I take care of business and I walk away Having the GOAT championship. I don't know what the GOAT championship is going to be. Maybe an actual GOAT. Uh, I will uh, I'll spray paint it like NWO with the black letters. Uh, <laughs> just going across. Um, oh, boy. Uh, I, that will mean the world to me as a competitor. Uh, but, you know, uh, you know, all, all honesty, all uh, histrionics aside, just to be uh, at a table um, across from one of my friends and one of the greats uh, is going to mean the world to me, and especially to do it. Uh, live for all the fans so and then at, and then if i win to be able to say i am the goat and shut all those fans up who doubt it would be great i would love it i would love it let me ask you this one, one more thing for me frank and then I'll, i'm gonna give you the last word with john um no travis we can't throw mike to make it a three-way show me when mike kalinowski won a singles title wake me the fuck up when that happens all right go ahead Brad. Right. Sorry. <laughs> i apologize yeah travis yeah. <laughs> Stay in the FCL. No, I'm just kidding. fish burn. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If you were to compare your career to that of a uh, Hall of Fame wrestler or uh, or you know goat wrestler, who do you compare it to? I mean, there's a lot of obvious names that can come out. You have to think about some of the big names in the history of pro wrestling: John Cena, The Rock, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, mm. The Undertaker, Stone Cold. Uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. The list goes on and on and on. Who do you think is most similar to your run? I have always been, in my mind, Hulk Hogan, a combo of Hogan and The Rock, right? I mean, that's the combo in my mind because I am the Hogan to uh, Harloff's Vince. Uh, and that has always been the, the, the path that I've walked. Putting together the Horseman is essentially my NWO moment. Putting together the horsemen again is another is us coming to the WWE. So it's 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 the path has been there, and I have I have been here taking it all the way to the mountaintop, and it's time to go. It's time to see if WCW wants to hire me to go and do my thing. But I am <laughs> just that's that's the way I feel about it. And I've vacillated between heel and face and been successful at both with the fans, just like he has, just like The Rock has. And I've delivered promos at the level that The Rock and Hogan have that are classic and legendary. And so for me, it's a combo of both, to be honest with you, influenced by the old, the greatest generation, the golden generation, and influenced, influenced by the attitude generation as well. That's the combo of who I am as a person. And so uh, I couldn't give you one. It has to be a combo of both. Oh, I love that answer. Frank Janish, pretty good. The, last, the last word with Mr. John the Outlaw Roca, the GOAT Law. Well, John, you know, we've talked a lot about your historic career in the Schmodown, iconic moments, rivalries, matches, uh, things that you've been a part of. I am curious, you know, when you look at this 
this game as a fan when you stand back and the moments that you weren't a part of but you witnessed what's Mm. something that that you witnessed as a fan as a spectator of the showdown that really sticks out to you as a a great moment or something that you really enjoyed uh watching to witness wow Ooh, that is um i mean i can i be i i don't know how to answer that without uh, I, I think you can't, uh, I can't lock it down with one moment. So I sure. got to give you maybe two or three. Go ahead, um, yeah. I think when I'll start with three. So it's, so I'm being a little egotistical, but at third uh, winning the belt for Dan, winning the tag mm-hmm. team titles for Dan uh, was one of those moments from the, I almost felt like I was two people on the outside looking in, uh, as a, and and also the person participating, it was an out of body experience, for sure. So much so that when Dan touched me on the arm to tell me he was going to answer the question correctly, uh, I was like, "Just answer the question," because I was just so you know <laughs> yeah. so focused on us actually winning it and taking it across the finish line and seeing Dan's joy and happiness afterwards in the green room, the belt on his lap or hugging it. Like there was some, there was it meant so much to Dan to win that tag team belt. So to be able to do that for him to witness the joy in his face. Uh, meant a lot to me for sure. I think recently Marisol winning the belt, uh, mm-hmm. I think was incredible for me to witness because uh, for a long time, I was the only person of color on the dais on the singles championship dais. Uh, and to have a woman, uh, you know, and to have a woman of color win it, it melts, it meant so much. And it was the next step and progression of the Schmodown. It was incredible. I texted Shannon that night and told her, please convey my congratulations to Marisol and tell her how proud I am of what she's done and how incredible it is to have another person of color finally on the dais next to me uh, and next to all the great champions. It's fantastic. And she's defended the belt, which is something yeah. I didn't oh, man. do in either of my two wins of the singles title. So shout out to her for doing that. And against a stiff competition in Chance. That's no joke, yeah. Chance. He wanted that belt. Uh, you know, and so th- those are those uh, moments for sure. Um and I don't know. Is there another moment? Is there what what comes to mind for you guys? What what's your favorite moment of the showdown? Oh man! Oh no! Wow. See, this See? is not how this. See, it's wow. not so no, no, easy. It's not <laughs> easy. It's not easy, man. It's not. It's easy. not. It's not. Uh, there has been a lot of. Um, I w- I will tell you this though. Um, yeah. My earliest memory in the showdown, where I knew I was, I was hooked. I was like, oh man, yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. invested. And I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Um, it was, and I, this is 100% the truth, it yep. was your match versus Christian Harloff in that tournament. <laughs> and Because I had filled out a bracket. You know, yeah, this yeah. is We filled out the bracket, who would get the perfect bracket. And Josh McCuga and Clark Wolf had not yet played yet. Hmm. And I had picked Clark Wolf to pick Josh McCuga, but I had picked you to beat Christian Harloff. And when you won, it yeah. was like I was actually watching a – like I was watching football. Like the Bears had just scored; they won the game. I remember being that never happened. Audible, like <laughs> yeah, it's true. I know bad example, but <laughs> but I remember probably. shouting yes in my living room that you had won, and I was like, "Holy crap! I'm so invested in this thing." And it was because of your approach and your match, mm-hmm. and uh, that is honestly my very my earliest memory of realizing how invested. Uh, I became mm-hmm. in the showdown. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, I, I remember. I mean, my my favorite moment was just that Brooklyn Live event when Dan won the title back from yeah. Ethan. Oh. 
it was just so cool to be in that crowd. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's a great one. Yes, that one so because good. that match was knockdown drag out. That was Ali Frazier. That was it Ali Frazier. That was Thrilla and Manila. That was all three of those fights combined for sure uh, watching him. Yeah, I think that's one of the greatest moments. I remember my girlfriend came in because when he won, I yelled so loud in my <laughs> room. She came right and she's like, what is wrong with you? We have neighbors. I go, he won the title. He won the title. He won the title. Hey, so, yeah. And, yeah. It. and <laughs> Ethan chose his numbers to be an asshole and it burned him. Ah! <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh, I do want to man. clarify. People are right. Oyama and Ethan. I, I oh, meant to yes. say woman of color. I meant to say woman of color and woman. So I apologize to Ethan and Oyama. Yes, they people of color who won the belt as well. But having a woman and having a woman of color join us on the dais has been important. Yeah. So I apologize absolutely. to Ethan and Paul. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, thank you for correcting us, chat. That's yep. what they're here for. They keep us in yep. line, yeah. John. They yes. keep us in <laughs> line. Thank you. Um, well, look, you know, we've already taken up an hour of your time, but we just <laughs> I just want to say I just want to say this. Honestly, the game wouldn't be what it is today. The league wouldn't be uh, wouldn't gotten to the stage that it is today without the outlaw. And without all the contributions, the hard work, the long nights, the uh, having Lady Outlaw give you so many study <laughs> sessions, yes. uh, you know, working with Barbarian, game planning yeah. with Finstock, uh, challenging yourself with and against Dan Merle. Without mm. all those things that you've done in this legendary, easy first ballot Hall of Fame career for the movie Trivia Schmodown, we wouldn't be talking about the movie Trivia Schmodown. And so I thank you, sir, uh, for your great service to this game and to this league and uh, Saturday night is proving to be a legendary one. Yeah, agreed. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate it madly, brother. You, you're one of the voices I respect in this game, and so thank you very much for the, the words. Uh, it's very humbling words because there, there were other people building it as well. But, yeah, I like to think that I had a pretty, pretty big part of it for sure. Thank you so much. Absolutely. That is the outlaw, Mr. John Roca. You can see him this Saturday night live in Los Angeles at the Globe Theater facing Woo! Dangerous Dan Merle, it's the Outlaws' last ride live this Saturday, presented by Carbon Health. Make sure you go and get your tickets if you haven't already, and uh, buy the pay-per-view live stream. And, John, of course, uh, mm -hmm. all the shows you have on your channel at the Outlaw Nation. Yeah. What can people watch this week leading up to the spectacular? Yeah, well, certainly we're going to have some fun uh, doing some reviews, doing some kind of the Geek Buddies are back tomorrow. We, we just reviewed the spoiler review of the Hawkeye, first two episodes of Hawkeye. Mm. We're going to be doing that later on as well. You've got the Ultimate Schmodown After Show is going to do a special, I think, a special episode this week as well. They've had a lot of fun being on my channel, doing the things that they're doing. Uh, I will be at the Expo. If you guys are going to the Expo, I will be selling new merch. I've got some Outlaw merch Woo! that is my own merch. I've designed and created, and it will be out there for people to buy. Uh, so come and get it if you're coming to the Expo for sure. There'll be great deals, signatures, all that. I might even have some V for Vendetta masks for people to wear uh, at a, that you can purchase and wear during the uh, the event as well. And please follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and Instagram for everything I got going on and the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John Roca says so close to 20,000 subscribers. Come help us get across that finish line for 20,000 as we march into a hundred as well at some point down the road. So thank you. Um, thank you, gentlemen. Real quick. I know I yeah, see yeah. Ed Haskell in the chat here. You he said he put in a stream lab. We don't what? have access to the stream lab, uh, Ed. So we just want to put your question um, right here in the chat. Uh, you said, I think it was for John. So I don't want to okay. you know, leave you high. Oh, yeah, there, we don't Ed. have that. We don't have, they don't trust us lab. with the big bucks. No, they don't <laughs> uh, give us that kind of access. They don't give us, they don't give that to us uh, yeah. whatsoever. We can so, do a lot, uh, but we can't do that. Like, <laughs> Frank, Frank, mind your business. Mind your business. Frank. Just host mind the show. So mind Ed, you can throw it in the chat real quick. We 
can we can get yeah. your question to John as long as it's reasonable. I mean, like... wait, I'm going to put you two on the spot here real Uh-oh. quick. If we're going to stick yeah, around, yeah. sure. Talk to me your t- tell me about your feelings because I haven't uh, heard it yet about the progression of the Finstock Exchange. This oh year. yes, like, I mean it's... no lie. Tell well, I mean this Frank, has been an incredible faction. Yes. Frank, you really gotta you gotta eat a little crow on. Oh, a hundred percent, and and. I'm happy to. I'm happy to yeah. eat the crow for this one because it is such a phenomenal story and job by everyone over there in the exchange. And uh, I'm just, you know, I think I had said it from the very very start of the year. Like, okay, they have this plan, clearly. They just got to hope their rookies are better than everyone else's rookies. And to start the year, it looked like that was going to be true. But then it was like, well, yeah, once we get the deal. tournament season, like there was a very specific plan that I'd... Like that had to happen. This mm-hmm. had to happen in order for you guys to be in this spot, and for it to have actually happened, to have Barbarian and and Griffey Nooms in the singles tournament final, to have a ten point lead, have mm-hmm. ten more wins than everybody else, knockouts through through the roof. Um, it is an incredible story. I will happily eat the crow because it introduced a lot of great players into yeah. this league, and that's a great thing. I'll be interested to see how how they work out next year. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. But everything that that it's been really interesting to watch and and fun to watch. But man, it is it's yeah. I'll eat it all day. That's that's fine. That the, the crow is will be yeah. But man, it's it's been incredible. And there now there's. And I do want to throw it back to you, John, after Brad mm. goes, but because yeah. there's this talk of, well, does is Finstock really the manager? Should he be manager of the year? I want to, like, oh I want to get your thoughts on that after Brad uh, talks about how he right. was wrong about the Finstock exchange. Well, you know what? <laughs> never doubt Bobby Gucci. Never doubt John Roca. Never doubt the Barbarian. Barbarian, by the way, came out to the Reality Wrestling Show in Las Vegas a couple oh. weeks ago, and he, yeah. he he was awesome out there. He was a great fan. Um, no, I, look, I am and look. Remember um, that Nate Diaz moment after he, <laughs> you know, after he won, and Joe Rogan asked him, you know, how does he feel? And he goes, "I'm not surprised." Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I kind of feel, you know, about the Finstock Exchange being in the position that they are, given the pedigree of not only yourself, John, and and what Barbarian was able to do in his rookie season and putting together the dossier with with you and and Finstock's expert tutelage, but. Look, man, Bobby Gucci is Bobby freaking Gucci. Yeah. It's just, it, you can't explain it. You know what? Finstock is like air. You can see it. I mean, you can't see it. You can't hold it. But you know it's there, right? <laughs> and he is always just there and, and ready. He's yeah. there and ready. And he's Bobby Gucci. You just can't doubt him. We do have Ed Haskell's comment here. Okay, okay. He said um, it wasn't a question. It was a comment. I'll edit it down. Thank you, Haskell. Thank you, John, for busting your ass for six seasons and giving everything. Studying is one thing. Promo is another. But you and so many others' passion is what makes this so special. Thank you and best of luck Saturday. I wish I was going to be there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Haskell. Haskell. Appreciate it, brother, man. Always love you, man. You want to talk about passion? yeah no, no fan fan, has more so. passion <laughs> yeah he's a jets fan so he's got to put oh. it somewhere he's got to back a winner sometime <laughs> <laughs> but frank you know you had, oh go ahead yeah yeah yeah. Frank, oh yeah oh yeah yeah so 
Yeah, people have been saying that's what since the dawn of Gucci. Oh, it's <laughs> it's this or that. They said the same thing about Phil Jackson, right? Oh, he can only coach great players. And you know what? It might be true because Phil was crap for the Knicks, but he was great on the Bulls and he was great with the Lakers. Yeah. Gucci, when he has the right players, can build championship contenders. And he did something this year that Phil Jackson couldn't do. He got a bunch of rooks. Threw them in with a couple of uh, accomplished championship vets and turned out a winner. Now, do we win the faction title? Only time will tell on Saturday night. But to even be in this position and to fight back against everything, them doctoring and adding points for championships all of a sudden, which we would have won going away last year if that was true with Finstock Exchange last year. Gucci would have won yet again last year. But with them adding all that kind of stuff, we climbed all those mountains. We put those little wins together and built the and everybody did it. You know, uh, JT and I uh, and and handled stuff at the beginning of the year, and the gold leader who always seems to get forgotten in these conversations because mm-hmm. he didn't get to the title match. Gold leader running through those tournaments, both those tournaments, yeah. laying waste to some of the greats in the Star Wars division, building up points, and then what Craig did and what uh, Griffin did, and Griffin showed you what he was capable of at the free for all. And Craig's hard work, Craig's studying. There's no one who deserves to win more than the Barbarian because he eats, sleeps, and breathes, sweats, uh, craps, uh, uh, you know, whatever dreams. It's the schmodown 24-7 for my brother. And at times, even for me, I was like, hey, you know, calm down. It's a bit much. <laughs> and I forget what it's like to be 2016 Outlaw. That's who Craig is, his desire and love for the game. And it's only a matter of time before that man is holding multiple belts down the road as a legacy player in this game. He knows this game. He understands this game. Smart strategy, smart studying. He got a lot of us prepared. We got each other prepared. But Gucci has been there guiding us every step of the way with his confidence, with his calmness, with his jokes, with his approach. You know, Winston has his tactics, and they're they're to calm the players and make jokes and whatever. Gucci's are just the same tactics, but in a different way. And people have always wanted to discount Gucci because they just flat don't like that he can win as well as he does. Well, you got to learn to live with it. That's the game, and that's the truth in life. And he is an incredible manager. And I want to say one more thing. I want to give a shout-out to Taylor Robinson, who's been an incredible, essential part, the spine of this team has been taylor robinson and when i hear people say a boys club nothing infuriates me in my bones as john roca not the outlaw that people discount taylor robinson in the way they do she was incredible kim taylor foster was great until work commitments took her away she was going to be fantastic she was studying with us every weekend from london with the time difference she was getting up to study with us or staying up late to study with us she's incredible she was incredible for the first part of the year taylor took over managed some of the players helped us all study she's getting up in australia to study with us and help us get ready she's been fantastic so when you say boys club i say fuck you this is a team effort both genders contributing to this rookies championship players and now and and women and men all and we've got gay players we've got people of color on our team king con bouncing back from that first round exit which i gave him a tongue lashing for because i gave that spot up to to get into the tag team finals has been incredible keeping the course so i think we're the most diverse interesting team we do the character work we do the promos and we bring the fire in those matches and it's been a, a joy and a, pri- a source of pride to see what we've been able to do and every one of them deserves all the love that they can get from the fans and no one deserves it more than gucci ladies and gentlemen and you may 
you may hate it, but you got to learn to live with it and like it because <laughs> that's the way it goes. Oh, man. Another classic promo on the way out. That is <laughs> The Outlaw. John Roca, this is the Schmodown Rundown. Uh, thank you, John, for joining thank us. You. And we look forward to seeing you this Saturday. Thank you very much. Look forward, look forward to being there for the fans. Hope I see you all. And you guys are going to be there, so I'll be looking yes, forward sir. to seeing you guys as well. You know, keep six feet away from me. But I love seeing you guys. <laughs> I can't wait to see you. Six I'll, I'll, do, I'll do you one better. Seven feet, John. Yeah, yeah. No, thank <laughs> you very much. Thank you very much. No, but I'm looking forward to it. It's an yeah, honor, yeah. and I'll probably be a mess uh, when sure. it's all over. Oh, yeah. But uh, it'll be worth it just to be across the table one more time with my brother. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. Much right. love Thanks to everything you, you guys have done. And you guys deserve a lot of love for keeping the love of the Schmodown going yeah. and all the work you do every week. So love to you guys. Appreciate I appreciate it, it John. We'll, we'll see you on Saturday. That is the outlaw, John Roca. Frank Boy Janish. Boy, did he say it all. He said he, a lot. He had a Doesn't he always? Of, <laughs> he had a couple of expletives. Well, um, you know, it's his one last ride. Yeah, He's, I can't do anything about it. You know I know. I mean? well, what are we going to do? I, well, he, we don't have he dropped a the first one. I was like, well, I mean, it's just one. Okay. And then like 15, 20 minutes later, it was another one. And then another one. I was like, well, what are, we, what are you going to do? What can you do? You can't do what anything can about it. Can't do anything about it, man. Um, Well, he well, said it all. That's right. He did it all. He's done it all. And this Saturday, December the 4th, live in Los Angeles, California, at the Globe Theater, the Schmodown Spectacular 4 emanates. Frank will be there. I will be there. You will see us and so many other of the Schmodown Luminaries tickets available still in limited, 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 limited quantities at the Schmodownlive.com. That's the Schmodownlive.com. And that's where you can also get the pay-per-view stream and watch it live if you can't make it to the Los Angeles area. Frank Janish, I'm excited. Yeah. One to 10, how excited are you? 11? 77. But these go to 11. Right? I, yeah, um, yeah, this is Spinal Tap. See, yeah. that is Spinal Tap. I was going to do like a 69 joke, but then I was like, nah, I'll just say 77. But I guess now I'm kind of doing the joke, bringing up that I was going to do the joke. But whatever. Frank, I'll see Fred, you Saturday, man. You'll see us Saturday. All right. We're out. See y'all. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.